are delighted to have our good friend evangelist Josh Herring with us. Amen. He has been uh, based out of California for, I guess, a little over a year, maybe closer to two years, and we haven't had a chance to have him here as much, but we are glad to tell you he's living back in Florida now, so he's back home, amen. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of Brother Harry, and we are delighted that he is with us. He and his wife have two beautiful baby boys, and God has blessed their family and their ministry. And, of course, he's a big part of the revival here at First Pentecostal Church. Would you make Brother Josh Herring feel welcome here? Amen. God bless you. We love you, Brother Herring. Let's clap our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Aren't you glad you serve the King of Kings? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Aren't you glad you know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? So glad to be back with you. So glad to be back in Florida. I love California, but I hate California. And uh, we had great things happen out there, and thousands received the Holy Ghost. But I, I feel like I belong back here in the state of Florida. And so we're, we moved back last week, and looking forward to what God's going to do. Amen. I believe in 2017 will be a massive year of harvest for this church. There will be a massive outpourings of the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Excited about the future. Give honor to Pastor and Bishop, and I know you are so blessed to have them leading you. Are you thankful for the leadership of this church? Praise God. Amen. Love them dearly, and uh, we are so excited to be home and Looking forward to what God's going to do today. I apologize my wife and kids couldn't come. They, our stuff got delivered last night from across the country, so they were, uh, un she's unpacking stuff this morning, and, and so you know how it goes. But God is good, and uh, he's been doing great things. You saw the dead rays. I'll tell you about some of the great miracles God has done, but it's been a wonderful time. And, and if you have your Bibles, the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 1 through 6, Acts chapter 19. Verse 1 through verse 6, if you're a guest here today, I am preaching to you this morning. It is my job, amen, to reach for your soul. The Lord is going to get you today, amen. God loves you with all of his heart. Praise God. The devil hates you, though. I was telling the altar working team, I was in, a couple months ago, I was in the Dallas airport in a layover on, a, on my way to Louisiana from California, and... Uh, I was on the phone with a friend of mine and talking about the spirit world and how hell knows us and how they hate us. And I was, I went to the restroom. I was trying to catch my flight real quick. I went to the restroom, was talking to him real quick about the spirit world knowing us. And as I was walking out, uh, this guy at the urinal from behind me starts chanting at me, we know you, we know you, they know us, we know you. I said, I said, excuse me. He started cussing at me and screaming at me to get out of the restroom. I said, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he fell over onto the urinal, and he shook his head, and he said, I, I apologize. I'm sorry, sir. Those demons left him, but those demons heard me talking. We have the real thing, and they know it. Hell knows we have the real thing. Amen. How do your airport trips go? I don't know how they go for you, but that's how they go for me. Amen. <laughs> 
Amen. I'd rather deal with security for 10 hours than deal with some things I deal with. Sat on, I don't know why I'm off my subject, but I sat on the airport airplane of the day. This lady sat down beside me, and the Lord said to me, she's a witch. I said, oh, that's nice. Thank you, Lord. And she, she acted all normal, seemed all normal. About 10 minutes later, she looked at me, and she started pulling out her stuff and chanting. I just pulled up my Bible. I said, that's not happening today, sister, in Jesus' name. And she dropped her stuff, and she just closed her eyes and went to sleep like that and didn't wake up the rest of the flight. Anyway, you like to fly with me sometime. It's a really wonderful experience. Praise God. We're not going to go on any cruises together, that's for sure. Amen. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes this morning on the greatest question you will ever be asked. The greatest question you will ever be asked. Would you lift up your hands and would you lift up your faith? Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do in this house. Unleash the gift of faith right now in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over any demonic spirit in this room. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I worship you in advance for people being delivered and filled with your spirit and healed and washed in your blood. I thank you for your mercy and your glory and your power and your love. Someone lift him up right now and just tell him thank you for everything he's already done. You're about to experience something even greater, but everything he's already done, he's worthy of praise. I worship you and praise you, and now we clap our hands and lift up our voice and lift up the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Thank you for standing in the presence of the Lord. Throughout your life, you're going to have a lot of questions asked to you, and, and some are going to be important and some not so important. Some are going to be heavy and some fairly light, and some you're going to remember the rest of your life, and some you're going to forget five seconds after the question was asked to you. For instance, when someone asks you later on today what you're going to have to eat or what you will have at the menu, that's probably not the greatest question you'll ever be asked. And you're going to be asked some serious questions and some important questions, but they will not be the greatest question that you will ever be asked. I know some teenagers are thinking that the greatest question you will be asked by your parents is what do you want for Christmas, but I promise you that is not the greatest question that you will ever 
be asked. Will you marry me is not the greatest question that you will ever be asked. Do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded bride? That is not the greatest question that you will ever be asked. And you'll be, are you going to go to college? What school are you going to go to? Those are important questions, but it's not the greatest question you will ever be asked. The greatest question you will ever be asked will be asked by your neighbor in a few minutes. The person sitting beside you is going to ask you the most important question you've ever been asked. And that question is, have you received the whole Holy Ghost, period. I know that didn't get a lot of your attention, but that is the greatest question that you will ever be asked in your life because no matter who you marry, it's not going to matter in eternity. No matter what college you go to, it will not matter in eternity. No matter what Christmas gift you receive this year, it will not matter in eternity. But if you're going to go to heaven, the promise is that you must receive the Holy Ghost, and that Holy Ghost has got to get inside of you. And when someone asks you that question, they They are asking you about the greatest thing on planet earth. The reason why it's the greatest question is because the Holy Ghost is the greatest answer to every situation on this planet. If you're sick, it's a healer. If you're bound, it's a deliverer. If you're messed up, it'll change your mind. I Can I preach right now to somebody that knows about the power of the Holy Ghost? It's the greatest source you'll ever find of anything that you need. It is living water. It's the bread of life. It's the answer to your problem. It's the answer to your drama and your stress. And hell is afraid of people that have the power of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody clap your hands right now and thank God for his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is the greatest miracle you'll ever receive. I have been privileged by God now. I told the men at the men's conference, if you were there, I have now seen the dead raised officially, not just with hearing about it, but in my, with my own eyes, with my own hands, touching a dead body and watching God raise that young man back to life. It was incredible. On January 31st in Sacramento, when that 17-year-old boy fell over dead in front of the entire church and was dead for eight minutes with no heartbeat and no pulse. But when we touched his chest and we said in the name of Jesus, his whole body was shocked and bounced off the ground and came back down. And he woke up and God raised him from the dead. He didn't even know where he was. He wondered why his heart was burning. I said, God just shocked your heart back to life. You have come too late to tell me. I serve a dead God with no power and no authority. He has power over death death, hell, and the grave. We have the greatest thing that hell is afraid of, and they know it. We have the most powerful weapon on the planet, and that is the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have been blessed by God to see the miracles. You can't tell me God cannot heal the sick. You can't tell me God cannot heal arthritis and diabetes and cancer and AIDS. I've seen him do it. You cannot tell me he cannot raise people out of wheelchairs. I've seen him do it. You cannot tell me he cannot take that incurable disease out of your body. I've seen him do the impossible. Well, the Bible says with God all things shall be possible. Nothing is impossible to your God. He can heal everything in your 
your body and everything in your marriage and everything in your family and everything in your finances. And let me tell you something. When you get the Holy Ghost, he can do all that in one moment. That's how powerful he is. I've seen people receive the Holy Ghost and get their eyes open as they were blind at the exact same time. I have seen people that could not hear a day in their life, but when God filled them with the Holy Ghost, they began to scream, I can hear, as God opened up their ears. We serve a God that can do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think. It's the greatest miracle. It's greater than healing. Healing is wonderful for the moment, but you can go straight to hell healed. You can go straight to hell with a healthy body. So the, the miracle was temporary, but the Holy Ghost, that's what gets you to heaven. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. John chapter 3, verse number 5, Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, verse number Number nine, the Bible said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Notice the spirit there is capitalized. It's not having the spirit of Christ, like his attitude, his demeanor. It's his actual spirit. If you do not have his spirit, God's spirit living inside of you, you are none of his. I don't care if you go to church and you know all the songs, you're none of his. I don't care if you can quote everything in the Bible. You're none of his. It doesn't matter if you preach on TV and have millions of followers. If you do not have the Spirit of God, you are none of his. That's why it's the greatest answer in the world. It's the greatest thing that you need right now. You need the Holy Ghost more than you need that job. What about in the balcony? What about in the back back there? You need the Holy Ghost more than you need that career, more than you need that girl. You need the Holy Ghost more than anything in this world. Because you can't get to heaven without it. And can I just mention the Holy Ghost is for everyone. I've seen Muslims get the Holy Ghost. Buddhists get the Holy Ghost. Atheists get the Holy Ghost. Witches get the Holy Ghost. Satanic worshipers get the Holy Ghost. One time in a service I said, I don't care if you're an axe murderer, God can give you the Holy Ghost. And come to find out in the back row was a man that was just released from 53 years of prison for killing someone with an axe. Yeah, so God knows you're here, right? That's what I'm trying to say right now. And if God called him out and God gave him the Holy Ghost, there's not a human being in this room that can say, I don't deserve. Listen, God died for everybody in this planet, not just this building. And you can get the Holy Ghost and you need the Holy Ghost before you leave this place today. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, don't get over it and be bored with it because it's the greatest thing you ever received in your life. Oh, I'm going to hit it right now. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to act like you've got the Holy Ghost. You're not a statue. You have breath in your body. And David said, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. So if I am breathing, I need to be a praiser. And if you've got breath and the living power of the Holy Ghost inside of you, there's nothing dead in you at all. Amen. But the Holy Ghost is for everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are. I've seen people in their 90s get the Holy Ghost. I've seen someone three get the Holy Ghost. 
So it doesn't matter if you're young or old. You can get the Holy Ghost today. It's for everyone in this room. The question is, do you want the Holy Ghost? Well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is heaven and hell. That's the big deal. And while it's cool right now where you're sitting and everything's comfortable, hell will not be comfortable. And it won't be for a week or two or a month or two. It'll be for eternity. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not getting into heaven. That's not, a, that's not my opinion. That's the word of God. If you have not the Spirit, you're none of His. If you're not born of the Spirit, you're not entering the kingdom of God. That was the words of Jesus Christ, the last verse. You have to have it. It's not I should get it if I get around to it. You have to have it. If you get killed in a car wreck today, guess what? going to matter when you stand before God. It's not going to matter who you were married to, how good of a person you were, how many doors you opened for people, how many people you helped across the street. It's not going to matter where you went to church. It's going to matter. Have you been born of the water and have you been born of the spirit? So, how do I get the Holy Ghost? Acts chapter 2. Verse number four, if you go to this church, you know these verses by heart. But they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 10, verse 45 and verse 46 said, They, the circumcision, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How do they know? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Acts 19, where we just read it, verse 5 and verse 6, they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse number 6 said, And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. In your Bible, the key to receiving the Holy Ghost is you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's not some crazy doctrine. That's the Word of God. And millions of people are receiving the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, it's happening all over the world right now. It's, I just saw 165 people in America last month in two weeks get the Holy Ghost. 39 got it in Kansas City in a church that had only seen 22 in, in one day get the Holy Ghost in 61 years. Just had 39 people get the Holy Ghost in about 30 minutes. In a church in Toronto, 46 people just received the Holy Ghost. In Lancaster, Ohio, on a Friday night, 55 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. In Nicaragua last week, 2,300 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. In the Philippines three weeks ago, over 3,000 were filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Jesus said, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. That's the word of your king. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh we are in the last days it's raining holy ghost everywhere was in a youth camp a couple months ago in California, and 129 kids were filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time. And the last one I told the altar team this morning was number 129. She sat in the altar, she was in the altar, and finally she said, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. And God must not have missed her. He must have thought she said she wanted it because the last thing she said was, I don't want it. Then she started speaking in tongues. Because when you get in this altar and you raise your hands, you're telling God, I want it. And God gave it to her anyway. 
the Florida Men's Conference, we saw the men are here. They can testify of this. We saw 201 men get the Holy Ghost in one night. In Tulare, California, a couple weeks ago in one night, 111 people received the Holy Ghost. On that weekend, 291 people total received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's raining in the last days. It is time for everyone to recognize you don't have as much time as you think you have. You think, well, I've got 60 or 70 years. You're crazy if you think you've got 60 or 70 years left on this planet. He's about to come back. Everyone hear me. He is about to come back. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Do you have him inside of you? Is he living in you right now? Or is he just a God that's out there that you pray to? In the Bible, how you receive the Holy Ghost, you spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And that's still how it happens today. I know some of you are falling asleep right now. I'm worried about you. When you have the Holy Ghost, it's the greatest thing in the world. And when he fills you, the evidence that you're filled with him, the proof that you have that I've got it. You can't just hope, well, I think I've got it. I assume I feel like a a different person. You have to know you have it. And the proof that you have it is you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That does not mean that you speak in English and you also speak Spanish. And so when you start getting it, you speak in Spanish. No, it's a language you've never spoken before. It will not sound like your neighbor when they get the Holy Ghost. It will not sound like someone around you when they get the Holy Ghost. But when you speak with other tongues, you will never have said those words in your life. But you will also know, I have never felt what I feel like right now in my life. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. You know, no matter times I say these verses, I never get over them. It's so alive. It's so real. You don't have some dead God inside of you. You've got the King of Kings. You've got Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of all things inside of you when you have the Holy Ghost. It's for everyone, everyone. If people can get it in prison cells, it's for you. It doesn't matter where you are. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost today, period. If you leave without the Holy Ghost, let me just make this very plain to you. How do I say it plainly without hurting your feelings? If you leave here not wanting the Holy Ghost, saying, I'm good, you know what you just told hell? I'm open for business. Come attack me. I've just turned down the greatest power in the world. I've just turned down protection. That's what happened. He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You can't have power over the enemy without the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. You'll fight depression all your life without the Holy Ghost, and it'll always overwhelm you. But when you have the Holy Ghost, it tries to come at you, but it's facing someone else now. It's not fighting you. It's fighting the King of Kings living inside of you now. And now the Lord is in the fight with you. That's why it does everybody a bit of good that has the Holy Ghost to make sure you get it all over again every once in a while. Well, I got the Holy Ghost 46 years ago. You need it again today, sweetheart. I'm just saying you might want it again today. 46 years of not talking in tongues is go a long way. But when you get the Holy Ghost, I like to get it every single day. It just lets hell know. Remember when you come at me that there's somebody else fighting for me in this ring besides me. Amen. 
But when you have seen people that were witches get the Holy Ghost, and when you've seen people that worship Satan speaking in tongues, when you've seen people that were Muslims worshiping and receiving the Holy Ghost, and Buddhists receiving the Holy let me tell you something. There's not a devil in hell that can convince this preacher that the Holy Ghost is not for every single person in this room. He died for everyone, including you, including me. The question is, do you want it? Do you want it? Here's, here's how you get it, okay? Let me tell you how you get the Holy Ghost. Real simple. I cannot give it to you. Bishop can't give it to you. Pastor can't give it to you. If we could, we would. But we can't. But he can give it to you, and he will give it to you. He will give it to you. Some of you don't believe that, but I promise you he'll give it to you. Okay? Number one, you've got to repent of your sins. It makes no sense to try to get the Holy Ghost if you're not going to repent of your sins. Well, I want the Holy Ghost, but I also want to keep, you know, I want to stay in the gang. I want to keep doing drugs. You, it's not that you're going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. But you can't sit there and say, God, take part of me, but not all of me. God is not going to be your roommate ever. You are not a duplex where God gets this half and the world gets this half. You are a human being, and God wants to. That's why I'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. I don't want to just take a party. I want to fill you with the Holy Ghost to where it's over. You know why? You know why when you speak in tongues? You know what? You know, you know what? The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, the speaking of the Spirit. You know why that's the evidence? of you speaking in tongues, because when God pours his spirit on you, he pours so much in you that your body cannot keep it inside. That's how you know you have it, because your human body cannot keep it down. And when God fills you, eventually it overflows out of you. That's the sign you've been filled. I don't want some little bit of the Holy Ghost in me. I want God to fill me to where I am consumed by him, saturated by him, and known by him. So here's how you get the Holy Ghost. You've got to repent of your sins, number one. So pastor in a few minutes is going to pray the prayer of repentance. And we're all going to repent top to back, front to front to back, top to bottom. Everybody in here, we're going to repent. Number two, you cannot get the Holy Ghost without desiring the Holy Ghost. Are you guys proud of me, by the way? I've not jumped off the platform once yet. I'm getting older. But anyway, just for the statues out here that aren't moving, you cannot get the Holy Ghost if you do not want it. If you, do, if you don't want the Holy Ghost and everyone on your pew wants it, God will jump right over you and go to everybody else and give them the Holy Ghost. That's how it works. God's not going to force you if you really don't want it. Well, that girl didn't want it. That girl wanted it. She wouldn't have come to the altar if she didn't want it. If you want it, he'll give it to you. But if you do not want it, he's not going to force you to get the Holy Ghost. But by the way, that's not going to go very well for you when you stand before God on judgment day and say, I want to live in heaven, but I didn't want the Holy Ghost in me in the earth. That's probably not going to go very well. Number three, you have to have, you have to have a focus when you're praying for the Holy Ghost. You have to have your mind on the Lord. It's not about the preacher who's praying for you, who's around you, who you came to church with, who you're standing by in the altar, what's going on tomorrow, what game you want to watch this afternoon. Hello, I just convicted some of you. Some of you are rolling your eyes at me, but I know you're... Am I in Dolphins country or Jags country? Oh, Wow. Somebody acting all innocent and holy right now. You got teal socks on. 
can't wait for the game. But your mind has to be on God. You can't get God and, get, and be distracted. God knows when I really want him and my mind is on him. And God knows when I really could care less and I'm just doing it. The preacher asked. Your mind has to be on the Lord. Number four, you have to have faith that you're going to receive the Holy Ghost today. You, you can't wait. Well, I, I might get it tonight or next year is my year. You've got to believe I'm not leaving the altar without the Holy Ghost inside of me. I've never seen someone come to the altar and believe I'm not leaving till I get it and leave without it. I remember a couple years ago in this very altar, a guy named Willie, I remember his best friend had been shot Remember that and killed? And he, he came down to Florida a couple days after that. And he came to this service a couple days after he came down here to get away from the environment. And he came down here and people were getting the Holy Ghost. And he was the last one to get it. And he spoke in tongues after ever, almost everyone left. And when he got done, he looked at me and he said, I just told myself, I'm not leaving without it. I've been through too much. I'm not leaving without it. That kind of mentality is something hell fears in a child of God. When you go, that's what. That would help you in other miracles that you need also. When I go down to the altar, I'm not leaving without something from God that lets me know everything's going to be all right. I'm not leaving with a little touch. You're going to baptize me with your power. I will not leave dissatisfied. And lastly, to receive the Holy Ghost, you cannot get it without worshiping. You're not going to get the Holy Ghost no offense, but you're not going to get the Holy Ghost not worshiping God. You're not going to speak in tongues when you refuse to speak. If God can fill a man in Georgia without a tongue with the Holy Ghost, he can fill you with the Holy Ghost if you've got a tongue. Everyone that can speak in here, and dare I say everyone that cannot speak in here, God can give you the Holy Ghost. There's absolutely nothing in the way of you getting the Holy Ghost. But listen to me. If you refuse to worship him, He's not coming inside of you. If, you. if you want me to pray for you, but you don't pray when I pray with you, you're not getting it. There are a lot of people at churches that want the preacher to come up, and they, they believe in God is going to hear the preacher. And when the preacher starts praying, they just, you know what that's called? That's called me dumping my faith out on you, and you're not going to get a miracle. Because according to your faith, be it unto you. It's not about who's praying for you. It's about your faith and your worship. So why would God fill me if someone else is praying for me? I've got to be worshiping God myself. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I adore you, Jesus. That is what gets the power moving when you worship God with your own mouth. And guess what's going to happen in here? After we repent, I'll pray the prayer of faith. And when I get done praying the prayer of faith, I'll have everyone shout, hallelujah. It's the highest praise you can give God. And God dwells in the praises of Israel or the praises of his people. And so when you start telling God, hallelujah, 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 you're telling God, I give you everything I can give you. I'm worshiping you the, the best I can worship you. I'm giving you the most I can give you right now. Hallelujah. And if God dwells in the praises of his people and you start praising and 
worshiping him, guess what he's going to do? He's going to come off the throne of glory, and he's going to come down this altar, and he's going to fill people with his spirit, and people are going to be filled with the power of God. And you look at me and tell me that you'll be the same when you leave here as you when you came, when you get the Holy Ghost. You will not be the same. You will not be depressed and have the Holy Ghost. You will not be suicidal and have the Holy Ghost. You will not sit there worried about what's going to happen next week when you've got the Holy Ghost. He is the peace speaker. He is life and not death. He is comfort. He is healing. He is strength. He is your answer to everything that you need. Let's stand right now. <laughs> Amen. We are not dismissed. Turn to your neighbor, all four of them, and ask them the greatest question they'll ever be asked. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And now answer that question. If they said no, tell them today's the day. If they said yes, but it's been a long time, today's the day. If they said yes and they're lying, today's the day. People lie in church, guys. I mean, you wouldn't think people would, you'd think they'd fear God a little more than that, but you know, yes, I have. Liar. I remember over there when that friend of mine that I witnessed to for six weeks, I remember, I taught him Bible says for six weeks about the Holy Ghost. Every time, I want, I want, I want that so bad. I, I want to be baptized. I've never been baptized. I want to be baptized. And I watched when he finally came to church and Janae, my wife, said, have you been baptized? And I watched him say, yes, I have. Remember that? I said, Kevin, you're lying. Kevin came up and got baptized that day. It doesn't pay to lie in church. Ask Ananias and Sapphira. Wait, you can't. They're dead. I, by the way, in all seriousness, you will not regret getting God inside of you. Is there anyone that has the Holy Ghost that regrets that I now have the Lord in me? You won't regret the Lord being in you. You won't regret it if you like joy and peace and heaven. Amen. Here's what we're going to do. The moment the altar worker is going to come down to the front, and then everyone's going to come forward, you and your neighbor. And then when you come down, pastor's going to pray a prayer of repentance, and we're all going to repent together. And then we're going to pray with our neighbors as I pray the prayer of faith, and God's going to pour out the Holy Ghost in this place. And this is a little sign of what's going to come next year in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So I want you to grab your neighbor by the hand. I want you to come down to the front right now. All the workers come down also. But everybody in the building, grab your neighbor. And if you don't come down, if you're physically able and you don't want to come down, I'll take that as my sign to come back to you. Amen. If you don't want to come down, then we'll come, I'll come and pray with you in your pew, and I will do it. Amen. Because you can't tell me you don't want God inside of you if you're really a believer. That's why Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If you believe, you should want to receive His Spirit. If you do not believe, then you're in the wrong place right now. Because you're surrounded by believers in God. And believers should be receivers. Believers should be receivers. Believers should be receivers. Believers receive things from God. Make your way. Of, I'm going to have to go to a lot of people in the back. Amen. All right. I'll wait. I'm coming too. 
you want the Holy Ghost, you need to come up here. You already have the Holy Ghost, you need to come up here and help us pray for other people that need the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Several more coming in the aisle. Get as close as you can up front because we've got several people behind you coming behind you. If you go to this church, you should be up in this altar right now especially. Amen. I'll take the stairs from the back as no, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that you need to come up here because it's the will of God for God to use you to help pray with someone too that needs the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on up. There you go. Come on up. Why are we coming? Don't come to God's house and say, I don't want to come to God. What, what, what does it do for you to come to God's house but not come towards the Lord? This is not a show for your entertainment. This is not a stage of entertainment. This is where miracles happen. This is where miracles happen right here. And if you need a miracle, you've got to reach for God. Draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh unto you. That's what the Word of God says. Amen. Amen. Before we repent, turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you ready to get the Holy Ghost? Amen. Pastor's going to come lead this prayer. Let's bow our heads together. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence and your spirit that we feel in this house today. We believe your word. We believe your word where it tells us that if we would ask of you, that you would forgive us of every sin. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Calvary. We thank you, Lord, that you were that innocent lamb slain from the foundation of the world, that you were without sin. And that you went, Lord, to that hill called Golgotha. And your blood was shed, God. And you said that if we would ask of you, that you would forgive us. So right now, individually and collectively, God, we ask you to forgive us of every sin. Cleanse our heart and our mind right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would forgive me, Lord, of every sin that I know of and those that I don't know of. Every thought that I've had, God. Sins of my hands and sins of my heart and sins of my mind, God. I'm asking you right now, by the authority of the Word of God, to forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Wash me as white as snow. Now, Lord, I believe that you have forgiven me, God, and I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your blood still flows. I thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven me in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone clap your hands and thank the Lord. If God's forgiven you, you've got no right to not forgive yourself. I said if God's forgiven you, you've got no right to not forgive yourself. That's putting yourself above God. Someone say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now hear me. About to pray the prayer of faith. People are already starting to get it, but listen. If you've got the Holy Ghost, I need you to help me. You're looking for people to pray with. When they get the Holy Ghost, you're going to throw your thumb in the air. As soon as you're praying with someone, they get the Holy Ghost. You're going to throw your thumb in the air to let us know someone else got it. So we can keep building faith for others. 
Everyone's an altar worker. And if you're, not, if you're not around anyone that needs the Holy Ghost, we need you to worship God and set the atmosphere. They were all with one accord in one place when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Would you raise your hand? right now would you raise your hands by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus receive ye the Holy Ghost shout hallelujah now lay your hands on them one just received the Holy Ghost right here in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah two right there just received the Holy Ghost in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That girl speaking in tongues right there. Number three, just got the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of the Lord. Let your spirit fall right now. In the name of the Lord. You gotta reach out and talk to him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We've had three. Number four. Just receive the Holy Ghost over there. When they get it, throw your thumb in the air and let me know. Let me know when they get it. We don't need music right now. Let it rain in here for a minute. Let it rain in here for a minute. Lay your hands on them. And they shall receive the Holy Ghost. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Number five, just receive the Holy Ghost. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Lay your hands. We got several people not praying for people. In the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 In right now. There you go. There you go. There it is. Let the walls down. Go. That's the Holy Ghost. There you go. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. Now, there you go. Number six right here. In the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. There you go. Seven, eight right here. Three people just received the Holy Ghost. Who will be? Number nine over there, I see you. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Somebody go after it. If you want it, we've already had nine. Get the Holy Ghost in two minutes. God is in this place. Someone lay your hands on the guy. Of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the Holy Ghost, 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 receive the Holy Ghost. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Who will be next? Who will be next? Who will be next? Who will be next? In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, right now, God. Every barrier, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every wall come down. Holy Ghost, take over. 
It's a promise for him. Now, in the name of the Lord, let those words flow. It won't make any sense. Let those words flow in the name of Jesus. Right now, God. There you go, let that tongue go right now in the name of Jesus. There you go, there you go, here we go, there we go. Now, in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. Let that tongue flow out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. This spanky of the Spirit. Come on, you're there, you're there. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 